Blog Talk Radio. Well, happy Halloween, everyone, and I promise today, on today's show, we're going to give you a treat rather than a trick. I actually spent most of the afternoon sitting down with a yellow piece of pad paper here and just kind of writing down all the things that I've done over the past 30, 40 years of of things like formulas I've created, uh, everyday common uh, items that you can pick up, probably have around your house, or you can pick up on a hardware store to use for repairing, cleaning, stain removal, uh, basically anything with uh, with stone and, and tile, as well as concrete as well. I mean, unusual things for poultices. So if you're listening, uh, go ahead and grab a piece of paper and a pencil, because I'm going to give you some formulas a little bit later on as I as I talk on some cleaners, et cetera. I might even throw in a couple of other uh, interesting tidbits on other types of things that really is not for stone, but kind of along that line for, uh, for example, removing rust on chrome on your cars or your motorcycles or whatever. But first of all, I want to announce that my stone and troubleshooting class is now full. Uh, I've reached the limit of number of students. However, what I will do, I'll uh, put you on a waiting list. So if you want to get on the waiting list, simply go ahead and send me an email to fhuston, that's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com and I'll get you on a waiting list in case there's a cancellation or we'll have you on the waiting list uh, for next year's. I may do one sooner than next year, but generally I only do these class once a year. If you want to find out more about the class, you can either contact me directly or go to my website, which is stoneforensics.com, and click on the training tab, and you can read all about it there as well. All right, the call-in number is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. If you have a question, if you have a comment, hey, even if you have a story uh, to tell about some of these household items uh, that I'm going to talk about, um, go ahead and feel free to call in. I'd be glad to take take your call. All right, the first one uh, happened to me many, many years ago, and it's a kind of an interesting story to it, but this was a major hotel that had just installed, I think, about 800 rooms of white Thassos marble. And when the installer installed these, he left pencil marks where he was going to put all the, you know, uh, fixtures, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I got this call, I said, We've tried everything. We've tried goof off. We've tried acetone. We've tried, I mean, you name the chemical, we cannot get these pencil marks off. Can you come down and take, take a look at it? So I did. I went on down. I met with the head housekeeper and uh, I'm looking at these pencil marks and they weren't, they weren't very bad, but they were obvious. They were the pencil marks all over the place. And uh, she went into the other room and I reached in my pocket and I pulled out a pencil eraser. And guess what? The pencil eraser did the trick. So I didn't tell her that. I said, yeah, we can remove the pencil marks. I gave her a price. And uh, the next week when we went in there, I handed all my guys and said, here you go. Here's a bunch of erasers. Go in there and start erasing. But uh, if they see you doing it, pretend you're doing something else. But anyway, uh, a pencil eraser. What is a pencil eraser? It's nothing more than a mild abrasive. So in a case of pencil marks, she could have probably used some Comet, some Ajax, or 
baking soda. Uh, baking soda would, would also work. A little bit later on in the show, I'm going to talk about another interesting item that you can find in your kitchen, hopefully, and that's cream of tartar. And that can also be used as a mild abrasive. Uh, you got to be careful on some of the softer stones with Thassos. That wouldn't have been a problem. On some of the softer stones, uh, you know, you might end up, uh, you know, being a little bit too too abrasives. Uh, you can also use polishing powder, just some, you know, typical ordinary marble polishing powder to remove pencil marks. All right. The next one I get, uh, not all the time, but I do get it on occasion, and that's chewing gum. How do I get chewing gum uh, off of off a stone surface, especially a rough stone surface like a, a flame granite or, or some kind of a rough surface where it, you can't just scrape it up like you can a, a marble or a polished marble or polished, polished granite. And uh, what works really well, but you have to be extremely careful here, is good old WD-40. Now, I'm going to throw in a little piece of trivia that I used to do on my other radio show years ago when I, I did a home improvement show, and uh, <clears throat> that is, does everyone know what WD-40 stands for? Well, I'll tell you what it stands for. Basically, WD stands for water dispersion, and it happens to be the 40th formula they used that worked. And it was developed by, you guessed it, the military. And the military uh, designed it for waterproofing ammo cases. So that's where WD-40 came from. I have cans of it all over my house. Uh, I use it for everything. It works really well. If you've got something that's stubborn, that won't come out, a stain, for example, try the WD-40. Of course, any of these things I'm telling you, you want to try in a spot first to make sure you're not going to get any adverse, adverse effects. Okay, the next uh, compound I'm going to discuss, it's probably not a household item, but maybe a household item, depending on what I'm going to say next, is oxalic acid. Now, you restoration guys out there know that oxalic acid is the acid that's used in marble polishing powders. But what you might not know is that that's not the number one use for oxalic acid in the world. The number one use for oxalic acid in the world is wood bleach. To bleach wood. Now, knowing this is important, because I'll tell you another little story, and that is I was in Backwoods, Alabama doing a job one time, and I, I needed to bump up my marble powder. I needed to make it a little bit hotter. And if you don't know what I mean by hotter, go to last week's show and listen to that one, because I discuss what the difference is between cold and hot, hot type polishing powders. So I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and you know there's no marble supplier out there, stone supplier. So I'm trying to figure out where can I get oxalic acid? Go to your hardware store. Go to the paint department and buy wood bleach. Wood bleach is nothing more than pure oxalic acid. So if you're in a bind, you need some oxalic acid, that's where you get it. Now, oxalic acid is also good for something else. It's also good for rust removal. Now, remember, it's an acid. So if you're going to remove rust on a calcium-based material like marble or limestone, you may etch it, but it's an excellent uh, material for uh, rust removal. Another use for oxalic acid, why we're on the oxalic acid uh, bandwagon here, is um, years ago, I remember we were doing a travertine wall in a courthouse, and this wall was all unfilled travertine. So you can imagine trying to polish that wall with polishing powders. You could polish it fine, but you get all the powder inside all the little voids and crevices, and it's really a pain in the butt to get out. Well, you can make something called charged water. And how you make charged water is you take a gallon 
of distilled water. And you can pick up distilled water in you know, the grocery store, you know, just about anywhere. And then you want to mix in it one pound of oxalic acid. Now, this is a formula you might want to write down. One pound of oxalic acid to a gallon of water. You mix it up, let it dissolve. You may have to shake it up and just let it you know, mix for a while. Uh, and then just put it in a spray bottle. And then spray it on your travertine as you're polishing. So you'll take like a hog's ear pad uh, and basically just, you know, work the pad and the oxalic acid and you will polish travertine. Now, it doesn't always work on other stones, but it works really well on unfilled travertine. So if you get into that situation, uh, it's really great because there's no powder. There's no powder residue. So you're not going to leave any kind of uh, a powder residue that you're going to have to have to clean up. All right, so on to the next everyday item. And this is kind of not, again, something you might not have around the house, but something you can actually go to Home Depot or uh, your good old Ace Hardware man um, or True Value. Let's not leave those guys out. And that is hemp rope, you know, actual natural hemp rope. Now, what do you think we can use hemp rope for? Well, other than to hang ourselves after a, a long night on the job that we're not getting the results we need, you can actually use it as a polishing pad. So you basically take the rope and you work it into a, a, a circle. In other words, you put it down on the ground, start in the center, and just work it in and just continue you know, with, with, with your rope around, around an outline until you make a pad out of it. And you can either glue it together. Uh, that's probably the best thing to do is just glue it together or use some epoxy to put it on a dry pad. It makes a really good... Uh, polishing pad. Now, how I got that idea was years ago when doing some research is in the old days before we had machinery and all that stuff, that's what they used to use. They used to use hemp and salt, believe it or not, to polish marble. Now, obviously, they didn't get the type of polish that that we get today with with our, our diamonds and our polishing powders, but that's how they get somewhat of a shine on marble surfaces would be with hemp rope and salt. So, uh, that's another thing that works. Um, speaking of salt, I read something a number of years ago, again, that uh, that happened to be a Martha Stewart article. Not that I read her all the time, but someone actually brought this to my attention and said, uh, Martha Stewart's recommending using salt and lemon to polish etches out of marble countertops. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Um, to tell a consumer to use salt and lemon is dangerous. First of all, you guys know what lemon is. It's an acid. It's acidic. It contains citric acid. And if you leave it on marble, you're going to etch it. So I would not recommend that. There are uh, products out there designed for consumers for removing etch marks. Of course, they only work on very, very light etch marks. They don't work on heavy etch marks at all. But I, I thought that was interesting. The next item is an item you'll find around the house that's used all the time. And this item I would call a no, 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 no item. And I get it all the time. I see installers recommending this, and that is using Windex to clean your stone countertops. I would not use Windex. Uh, Windex contains some harsh chemicals uh, that can eventually uh, decrease the shine even on even on something like granite or your you know your quartz surfaces your engineered stone so I would not recommend Windex uh, on and anything to do with stone and I, I usually recommend to my customers that they go ahead and and buy a particular product designed specifically for cleaning their stone countertops floors or whatever but you know stay away from the Windex. 
The next item is great for oil. And let me tell you why it's great for oil. And this is, you know, you can use it in a poultice. You can use it by itself with a little bit of water. And I'm going to mention a brand name here, which, you know, some of you people out there that know me, I rarely do this, but Dawn Dish Detergent. Uh, a little piece of trivia here is Dawn dish detergent is for those of you as old as me can remember the eld, uh, the uh, uh, Exxon Valdez up in Alaska where all those birds got covered with oil. That's what they ended up using to cut the oil off the off the birds. And it was very safe for the birds, very safe for the animals, but it was a really good degreaser. It removed oil really, really well. However, I will caution you. You want to be careful with some of the, the Dawn comes in different colors. It comes in that blue color, I think a green color. You want to try to find the Dawn clear. And the reason you don't, that sometimes those chemicals I've had, I've had Dawn blue, I've recommended Dawn blue. And what happens usually um, is it ends up staining the, the stone, especially on white marble. So you, you want to be careful unless you're diluting it, you know, way way, way down. All right. Again, let me repeat the call-in numbers. They are 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. If you're listening to this on the podcast and not live, uh, you can go ahead and send me an email if you want. The email is fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com, or I'll mention my Facebook page. Go to Stone Forensics, and you'll see my messenger there. Just go ahead, and you can um, type in a message here if you happen to be on Facebook, and I have my phone sitting here right next to me. So if uh, you want to do that now with a question, I can I can pull that up as well. Okay, uh, I mentioned this in the very beginning, but let me spend a little bit more more time on it, and that is baking soda. Uh, baking soda works really, really well uh, as a mild abrasive. And, you know, there's many, many ways you need, need an abrasive. A, a lot of times uh, you're not dealing with a stain on the surface, but you're actually dealing uh, with some grime or dirt that's not coming off very easily, and chemicals just aren't cutting it. Sometimes you'll find that uh, baking soda, just, you know, make it into a paste, you know, take a, a, a sponge and just kind of work it like almost like you were polishing it. And uh, sometimes I'll leave it there for a few seconds and let it act like sort of like a, a poultice or whatever. Uh, that makes a really, really uh, a, a good compound to have. And again, you can find that in your, in your cupboard, in, in your kitchen. Uh, the next item is used a lot in home remedies. Uh, I will caution you, though, with this item is you've got to be careful with certain materials such as calcium-based materials because they will etch, and that's vinegar. Uh, vinegar is a natural disinfectant. Uh, you want to have some fun. Go to Google and type in many uses for vinegar, and you're going to get all kinds of uses from medical uses to uh, household cleaners or whatever, but it makes a really good disinfectant. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a little formula a little bit later on on how to use vinegar and make it a little bit less acidic where you can really get that disinfectant type of uh, uh, type of effect to it. So uh, just keep keep that in mind. All right. The next one is I like a lot. This chemical I like a lot, and there are some precautions with it, but basically I'm talking about hydrogen peroxide. Now, most of you are familiar with hydrogen peroxide because you use it in your bathroom to rinse your mouth out, to pour it on cuts. It's a great disinfectant, but it's also a bleach. So it works just as well as bleach does, a lot safer. You don't have the, the odor, but 
you have to buy the right kind of peroxide for this. And the right type of peroxide is going to be a stronger peroxide solution. Uh, the stuff you buy at the drugstore is a very, very weak peroxide solution. It will work in some cases. Uh, and some of the formulas that I, that I think I have here, I think I have one here with peroxide. Maybe I don't. Uh, no, I don't. Um, but uh, you would use the household type of peroxide. Uh, but if you need a very strong peroxide solution, the best way to go is to go into a beauty supply and buy what is called developer. It's what women use to bleach their hair, and it comes in different volumes. Uh, what they usually, I usually buy here in Sally's Beauty Supply is they have a 20 volume and they have a 40 volume. And uh, of course, the, the higher the volume, the greater the, per, the percentage of hydrogen peroxide. So your 40 volume is really, really strong. In most cases, the 20 volume works. Uh, it even comes in a cream, uh, a 20 volume or 40 volume cream, which works real well if you're going to use it in a poultice. Now, another interesting thing and a little chemistry lesson here is your OxyClean. OxyClean is hydrogen peroxide. It is hydrogen peroxide in the dry form. So when you mix OxyClean or, uh, in water, it becomes hydrogen peroxide. So you could also use that. You could go to your, you know, your, your grocery store, uh, buy some OxyClean, and use that as well. Another good cleaner, uh, general purpose, and this is what I recommend for you guys dealing with quartz material, the engineered material where you need to wipe it down or whatever, is rubbing alcohol. A uh, lot safer to use than acetone. Uh, acetone can really mess with your nervous system. If you ever read a safety data sheet on acetone, I think you'll be surprised at, at what it can do to your, to your nervous system. And I often tease people all the time, and, and that is, you know, a lot of the fingernail polish removers that women uh, use on their, to remove fingernail polish is acetone. So I jokingly say that's why women are crazy. I'm kidding, ladies. <laughs> but anyway, rubbing alcohol is much safer. You can also use it in, in cleaners as well. And again, in a minute here, I'm going to give you a formula using rubbing alcohol. Uh, I get questions also on uh, water rinks, uh, on granite surfaces, on marble surfaces. Now, if it's not an itch, and it's a water ring. A lot of times the water rings will just have an alkali residue that are on the surface. Basically, go to your bathroom and grab some toothpaste. And just, you know, take a little toothpaste. You can take an old toothbrush if you want. Uh, you can take, uh, you know, a little rag or whatever and just rub it with toothpaste and you'll find, because toothpaste has a mild abrasive in it. And of course, it has fluoride, et cetera, but uh, it, it, the mild abrasive is what works in, 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 tooth, in toothpaste. All right, let me give you a formula. If you're ready for this formula, this is a glass cleaner formula, but it will also work on stone surfaces as well. And if you're ready, it is two cups of water. And when I say water, I would not use tap water. Just everybody's water is different. You know, some of you have a lot of chlorine in it. Others don't. I would go ahead and use distilled water. Again, go to your grocery store and pick up distilled water. You can buy it for like under a dollar a gallon. I think I bought it at Walmart recently for like 88 cents a gallon. And to that, add a quarter cup of rubbing alcohol. This is where the, the alcohol comes in. And then if you want to give it some kind of an odor, you can get some essential oils and you can use whatever essential oil you want, orange, lavender, whatever, just a couple of drops is all you need in there uh, to give it this, this, uh, the odor that you need. And you've got yourself a good cleaner. Now, one other thing when it comes to, you know, of course you put that in a spray bottle and you can clean your glass, you can clean your stone surfaces. It makes a great uh, product for cleaning uh, showers, uh, stone showers. Um, if you really want to get, and it's pretty streak-free, believe it or not, because of the alcohol in there, 
but if you want to even get it better, uh, in other words, you want to clean it even better, instead of using a paper towel or a rag, use a piece of newspaper. Just wad the newspaper up. It works great. Uh, it's a trick my mom gave me many, 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 many years ago. All right, one more time. The phone number is 323-870-3968. If you want to call in with and add to what I'm talking about or you have a question concerning anything else to do with uh, with stone or tile, concrete, terrazzo, anything in, along that nature, just feel free to, to go ahead and call again, 323-870-3968. Okay, then the next item I found, again, a grocery store item and probably something you have in your house, is a product I discovered from a job I was doing many, many years ago. Uh, well, I had one of my guys trying to clean a honed porcelain floor. This was a 12 by 12 porcelain floor. It happened to be in a in a hotel, and it was just grungy. You know that that honed, you know, matte finished porcelain kind of tends to get that ground in dirt. And he was just having a heck of a time. He couldn't get it cleaned no matter what he did. Uh, we tried strippers on it. He tried, you know, peroxide. I mean, just nothing would get it up. So I get a call. I go over and I said, well, I'll be right back. And I went to the store and I went to the uh, detergent aisle and I bought Tide with bleach. Now, I didn't buy a separate Tide and separate bleach. I bought the Tide that says Tide with bleach. And you want the powdered form. You don't want the liquid. You don't want the pods. Unless you're hungry, you can buy the pods. Uh, just kidding, folks, especially you kids that are listening. Um, but the Tide with bleach powder. And basically sprinkle it on the floor, add a little bit of water, and just you know make it into a slurry. You can use a hog's hair pad. That works really well. Or you can use a brush. And it does wonders. It'll clean stubborn, you know, especially anything that's honed or matte finish that where the dirt grinds in there it works wonders for that. All right, let me give you another little trick. I recently learned this. Um, uh, as you know, most of you know that I'm, I'm, a, I'm an avid motorcycle fan, and I'm constantly having an issue with rust on my chrome uh, on bikes. And, uh, you know, I've got all the chrome cleaners. I've got the Neverdoll. I've got everything. That's a royal pain in, pain in the butt. And I happened to be searching on YouTube one time for, uh, you know, techniques for removing rust. And I found this technique that I was surprised it worked really well. And I'm dying to try it on some rust on some stone to see if it works or not. But basically, all you need is water and tin foil. That's right, aluminum foil. Uh, you just take a, some of it, you wad it up into a ball, you dip it in water, you place it on the rust and rub it, and it will remove the rust. And I did that the first time on a muffler that I had on my bike, and uh, I was amazed at uh, how well it worked. So even though it's not a stone thing, I thought I'd throw in that little that little tidbit tidbit for you. Uh, the next item came from a, a, a someone I knew that uh, was having an issue with a home that he was doing some stonework in. And it happened to be what they call a, I think they call it a clean house. In other words, they, they had a, a son or a daughter that was allergic to everything. So everything in the house had to be natural. It couldn't have any artificial. They couldn't use paint on the wall. I mean, it, it, and he wanted to seal this granite countertop. But he said, I'm, I'm so afraid of using, you know, some of the sealers that we have out there because they contain floral silicone, floral phatics, silicones, whatever. What? is out there that's natural 
that I could use as a sealer, put on my thinking cap and I said, you know what? I wonder if you can use mineral oil, mineral, they call it mineral seal oil. And uh, he tried it. It worked. Now, I will warn you, it does darken the countertop out. But in this case, it did, in fact, seal it. So that's something you might want to consider uh, consider trying if you get into that, that situation. Another product that you can buy at Home Depot, Lowe's, or, you know, good old Ace Hardware or whatever, as a color enhancer is linseed oil. And basically, you want to take linseed oil and mix it with mineral spirits, which is a paint thinner. And you're going to have to experiment with the with the amount that you use generally i'll start with about a 50 50 solution and see how well that works and i've used that many many times however i want to caution you linseed oil is very dangerous to use if you're using a rag because it it does something called spontaneously combust uh i had a, a friend of mine that actually uh his guys were working uh using linseed oil on something and they put their rags in a bucket a five gallon pail on the back of the van and overnight it it, it actually caught on fire and the entire inside of the van was was on fire so and actually i know a situation in uh philadelphia years ago where a couple of firemen have died and were killed going into a building that was started by linseed oil rags so you want to be really, really careful with linseed oils, uh, but it works really well as a as a color as a color enhancer. All right, I feel like Paul Harvey now because I'm going to go page two. All right, here's another formula, and this is a great tile and grout cleaner, and it is safe for marble. Although, again, please make sure you test any of these things that I'm going to tell you. So, if you're ready, this is a little bit longer formula than the other one. Basically, you want to take a half a cup of baking soda a third cup of ammonia, and I would use the odorless ammonia if I were you, a quarter cup of vinegar, and two cups of warm water. And again, I would use distilled water. And you just mix that, and that's your tile and grout cleaner. It works really, 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 really well. Uh, another thing you could use is you could try, instead of your baking, uh, instead of your ammonia, you might want to add two teaspoons of cream of tartar. And I'm going to talk about that here in a second, where cream of tartar is good, is good for. It's an excellent uh, product for many, many uses. I mentioned one already. All right, the next item, again, you'll find in your kitchen or possibly your bathroom, and that's soft scrub. And soft scrub is great for removing mildew and caulk. And this is how I would do it. I, I remember getting a call from my mom many years ago, and she happened to be cleaning a shower, and she had this mildew problem in the caulk, and she was scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing, and she couldn't get it out. So I basically went in there, and I took the uh, soft scrub that contained bleach, and I just put it on the, the grout, and I said, just let it set overnight. Came back the next day, let it set, rinsed it off, and the uh, mold and mildew was gone. So that works really, 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 really well. Okay, the next item. Excuse me while I wet my whistle here. Uh, is diatomaceous earth. Now, those of you that have followed me with stain removal techniques, et cetera, know that where we use diatomaceous earth in our industry is as a poultice. It makes a really, really good poultice. Now, for those of you that don't know uh, where to buy diatomaceous earth, a lot of times it is used uh, for pool filters. So if you have a, a pool supply, a pool cleaning supply company, you can get it there. I have seen it at Home Depot and Lowe's, but it varies from Home Depot to Lowe's. Some of them I've seen it, others you haven't. I usually buy it in 25-pound bags, but your best source is going to be your swimming pool supply houses is where you can get diatomaceous earth. But there's another good use for diatomaceous earth, uh, not for the stone industry. 
but it works for bugs. It works for cockroaches. It works for ants. And if you just sprinkle it around the perimeter of your house on windowsills, under your cabinets, uh, it will, it, it basically the diatom, which what you're dealing with with diatomaceous earth, in case you don't know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a organism in the, in the ocean called the diatom. It has a very soft or a very sharp shell. So when they walk across that, it kind of breaks up that exoskeleton on the insects and causes them to dehydrate and die. Uh, it also, uh, those of you guys that keep horses, uh, a lot of times you'll put it in the horse feed. You can put it in your dog food. Uh, again, if you do that, you want to make sure you get the diatomaceous earth that is, uh, is food-grade. Oh, and it looks like we have a caller. Let me go ahead and get the caller in here. You're on the air, caller. Are you there? Yes. Could, yes. Who's this? Could you give me uh, that uh, formula again for the grout cleaning? Yeah, let me mention it uh, one more time. I, I, and and also, I got lost. Yes, I am. All right, it's a half a cup of baking soda, a third cup of ammonia, quarter cup of vinegar, and two cups of water. And use warm water. And, and again, I would use distilled water as opposed to tap water. Did you okay. get that? All right. All I right. did. I did. Thanks. Great. Thanks you, had, so you had another question? You had another question? Yeah, it, it was. I, I got lost as to where the application was for the uh, vinegar. Let, let me look back at my notes here. Uh, the vinegar and cream of tartar? The, no, no. What you, uh, the hydrogen peroxide uh, and that combination of, of formula, where were you using that? What was the application for well, that? Well, peroxide is used for it's a good bleach substitute, so it can be used in stain remover, stain removal. So if you had like a uh, you know a food stain of some kind, a wine stain, a ketchup stain, spaghetti sauce stain, something of that of that nature, you can mix it into into a powder like a diatomaceous earth, and it works really well for uh, bleaching that out. And, and you use that. it on uh, you can use it on natural Yes, use it on natural stone. Basically, you could use it on anything that's non that's porous. Uh, you could use it on concrete. Uh, I've used it on clothing, but I would be careful with clothing because you could take the dyes out of some clothing. But uh, basically, sure. any kind of sure. any kind of poor surface, brick, concrete, concrete pavers, it works really well for that. So give that give that a try. Oh. Oh. Great, thank you much. All righty, thank you, caller. All right, guys. So there we there we there we go. Uh, anybody else has a question? Uh, go, feel free to call in three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. I like questions like that. Three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. Okay. So uh, we talked about rubbing help. Um, let me go to page two. I flipped the page over here. Um, so we talked about diatomaceous earth. The next thing I want to talk about is cream of tartar. Now, here's something kind of interesting. I, I thought, and that is, does everyone know where cream of tartar comes from? It happens to come from winemaking. It's what the residue that's left over uh, during the fermentation process. And it's a compound called potassium uh, bitartrate. Uh, but uh, it, it's a really good uh, abrasive. It makes a really good cleaner. And if you have baking powder, 
in your in your cupboard, baking powder is nothing more than baking soda and cream of tartar. In most cases, that's what that's what it is. So uh, it works really really well. Uh, if you mix a little cream of tartar with lemon juice, it'll clean copper stains off. So if you have a a stone surface that has that copper that bronze staining on there, take a little bit of cream of tartar, add a little bit of lemon juice to it, and scrub it in there. It'll remove the copper stains. Now again, be cautious with calcium-based materials such as marble because that will uh, etch the material if it's polished. So be really, really careful. So it's, it's worth picking up a, a tin of uh, cream of tartar and keeping your, your trucks or, or whatever. Um, I'm going to give you a, another stone cleaner here that uh, is just another version uh, of what I've given you uh, before already. But this one uh, is a little bit, it has an extra compound in it. And if you're ready, this is what the, the formula is. It's a quarter cup of rubbing alcohol, quarter cups of water, and again, use distilled water, a teaspoon of dish soap. And in this case, I would use the Dawn. And then about 10 drops of essential oils if you want to give it some kind of a, a, a an, odor, an odor to it. So again, let me repeat that. It's a quarter cup of rubbing alcohol, a three-quarter cups of water, one teaspoon of dish soap, and then 10 drops of any kind of essential oil to add the, add the odor that you, that you need to it. So, um, you know, if you've missed that, you can either call in, I'll give it to you again, or you can go back and listen to the show since it's, it's, it's going to be archived. All right, the last thing I want to talk about, unless there are other questions, and let me just give the number out one more time before I talk about this last thing, and that is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Three nine six eight is what to use for a poultice. Now we talked about, you know, diatomaceous earth, but there's some other things you can use as a poultice. And remember, a poultice is nothing more than an absorbent material that sucks out. It absorbs. So I've used things like paper towels can work as a poultice, uh, cotton pads. I've even used baby diapers. Cotexes, uh, things of that nature, that any kind of absorption to it can be used. You just basically soak them in uh, the chemical of your choice, you know, whether it's peroxide or whatever. Apply that as, as a poultice, and uh, and you're good to go. So those are my handy everyday uh, tips uh, for everyday chemicals that you can find around the house for the most part, or at your local hardware store uh, to help you clean stone, pull stains out. Uh, you know, even polish in, in some cases. So uh, next week, we um, don't going to have a show next week because I'm going to be on the road, uh, got to work. The radio doesn't pay the bills, um, but consulting does. So uh, we'll skip next week and probably get back in uh, again. Just, you know, go ahead and watch my Facebook page of when the next show is going to air. In the meantime, uh, if you want to contact me with any questions, the best way is the email address, which is fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. Or you can contact me through my Facebook page. Uh, again, search for Stone Forensics. So, everyone, you have a great weekend. And, again, happy Halloween. And I told you it's going to give you a treat and not a trick. Have a great one. Thank <laughs> you.